welcome to Practice Pursuit for Therapists, the podcast dedicated to guiding therapists on the path to launch and grow their own successful private practice. We are Rachel and Adrian, and we are thrilled to embark on this journey with you. Navigating the world of private practice can be a daunting endeavor filled with uncertainties, and that's where this podcast comes in. Practice Pursuit for Therapists is here to host open and honest discussions around the most challenging aspects of being a therapreneur. In each episode, we'll dive deep into the crucial and intimidating aspects of starting a business. We want to support you in this emotional journey. We're here to help you take meaningful steps to overcome insecurities and doubts that might otherwise hold you back. Let's get started. Today, we are going to talk about outsourcing versus doing everything ourselves. And it is such a hard choice to outsource to make that decision. So Rachel, what did you decide to do uh, setting up your website and all of that? Did you outsource anything? I actually did everything myself, which I don't necessarily recommend. (laughs) We talked a little bit on the last episode about my personality and my mentality around wanting to know how everything works, which can be a strength, but also a weakness because I end up spending way too much time on something. I was fortunate to have my husband do the website. Um, That's real fortunate. (laughs) Yeah. And I've done some maintenance of it, but that's actually one thing I'm looking at starting to outsource. And it's scary. I have a little bit of the lack mindset situation going on. But yeah, I I do think it's worth doing more outsourcing. At the end of the day, it gives you more time to focus on having more clients or doing other things to grow your business. So yeah, I'm starting to outsource now after having been a few years in. And I looking back, I wish I would have done more outsourcing. What did you do? Both, I think. So I started off trying to do everything myself and, you know, like we were just talking about my, my kids are a lot younger than yours and the time that I have to invest is just next to nothing. And so I was running into these barriers of thinking, okay, I have to do it myself because I don't necessarily have the money to spend and I don't have time. So it's not getting done. Yeah. And so really balancing all of that with my website. I still don't have my website published because I let a friend help me and there's things that I want to tweak and I haven't had time to tweak them before I publish it. Right. So it's my perfectionistic self coming in and I want it to be just right before it goes live. I wound up outsourcing the second part of my Medicaid credentialing because I had done it myself the first time when I credentialed individually. And in order to do that, I, I think we talked about this in the last episode where it was like eight hours of yeah. listening to videos and figuring out how to do it. But it had been about a year and a half since my individual credentialing when I decided to try and credential as a business so that I have the opportunity to hire underneath me. And I didn't remember anything from those videos because it was like I would watch it and then I would do it and then I'd watch it and then I would do it and I didn't have the time to do it again. So I outsourced that, which really was such a relief. I had so much anxiety leading up to it. And when I finally pulled the trigger on it, 
I was so relieved. And I'm not going to lie, there was some anxiety. It was like some person that I didn't know that I was sending money to in advance of the yeah, job that they were doing. And it was like, I don't even know if you're going to do it, right? Like just that trust of trusting somebody with something that's important to you is that can be hard. And I didn't realize that was yeah. going to be as difficult as it was. You know, as I look at getting credentialed with additional insurance companies, I recognize that the commercial ones are a lot easier than the Medicaid process. And it's the time barrier, right? I'm, I'm trying to do other things. I'm yeah. dealing with QuickBooks issues and I'm trying to get my IRA finished up and all of these other things that are taking my brain space. And so, yes, I can do it, but should I just hire it out? Because then it will get done. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. And it's a struggle. Yeah, I know what you mean. So last year, I finally hired an accountant. And it's like a company that works specifically with small practices. So they do my bookkeeping, and they do my taxes for me. And that took a lot of time for me to get to the point where I was ready to spend the money doing that. But that that's such a time sucker. And it's something that's so necessary to do that I was neglecting just keeping up with tracking finances. And I finally started to look into hiring someone to do HR work. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I have someone in line to do it. She's ready. We have a, a first meeting scheduled in August and I haven't signed the contract yet because I'm so nervous about trusting this person to care as much about my business as I care about it. Mm -hmm. And just wanting to be sure it's the right person and I make the right decisions and, you know, all those kinds of fears. And also just paying the money to have someone do that. Cause that's, I'm paying someone that's not right upfront initially getting me money. So that money's right. going away. I mean, ultimately hiring people will eventually lead to me getting more money, but this person is not making me money. My lack mindset stuff comes into play. Really, I have the resources to do it, but for some reason, I get so stuck on spending that money. I'm right there with you, right? Like I, I can pay cash for these things. I've got the money in the account. Yeah. And I don't have an abundance of money. Mm -hmm. And so it's hard for me to think, okay, it's the trade-offs, right? Because honestly, hiring out somebody to do my, like if I get credentialed with United as a company, it's $125, right? It is not yeah. that expensive yeah. <laughs> to hire somebody to do this piece. But then it's like, oh, but that takes out of the bank of money I have in case I need PTO. Yeah. Yeah. That takes out of the bank of money in case like June, right? Like June is a hard month as a private practice therapist. I don't know about you, but like all my clients went out of town in June. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's scary. It's scary to spend the money because mm -hmm. the money coming in isn't always guaranteed too. And that's hard. Yeah. yeah. Maybe it'd be helpful if we talk a little bit about where our time ends up going throughout the week. Because yeah. I think I did not have the best conceptualization of that when I went in. Because when we work for another person, we see clients, we do notes, we submit the claim, 
and that's it. So maybe it would be helpful to talk about where our time ends up going. Usually I ideally at the beginning of the week on Mondays, I have more energy. I write out my to-do list and I tell myself, I'm going to do this today, this tomorrow, this Wednesday, this Thursday, this Friday, you know, after I have all the rest of my stuff done that I need to get done every day, I end up feeling exhausted and not having as much time to do the rest of this stuff. So yeah, maybe we talk a little bit about where our time ends up going. Yeah. So for me, I, I, it's a hard balance because I try and see the bulk of my clients three days a week. And then two days a week, I see one or two. And during the school year, those are my work days. Those are the days for me to catch up on trainings and QuickBooks and all of the back-end business things, right? Like when my insurance is about to expire and I have to resubmit for all of that, right? All of those little administrative tasks. And I'm finding summers to be really challenging because my kids are home with me on those two days because I can't justify paying for daycare when I'm not making money. And so I wind up having no time to do administrative tasks because on the days that I'm seeing clients, I'm seeing a lot of clients. So for instance, last Thursday, my first client was at 7.30 in the morning and my last client was at 4.30 in the evening. And I did not have more than a 30 minute break in between anybody. Wow. So how many clients was that in one day? Number seven, eight. Wow, that's and a lot. It's a lot, right? And so in that 30 minutes in my head, I'm like, oh, in that 30 minutes, I'll quickly write my note and then take a break. But by the time I get done, my brain is exhausted. Yeah. And I wind up going and standing outside and just like breathing, need some self-care, get a drink of water, run to the bathroom. And then before you know it, the 30 minutes is gone and I'm having to transition to the next client. Yeah. Then I'm my notes are backed up and it's hard. Yeah. Yeah. That is a lot of clients in a day. I, if I see six clients in a day, I'm worn out. I'll have the occasional seven clients, but I, I can't do that. I start to get migraines and things. If I work too much, I see clients four days a week. I have a late day on Tuesdays to account for people in Colorado and the time difference. Mondays, I usually do four, sometimes five. Tuesdays, I do usually six. Thursdays, I do five or six. Fridays, I usually do four-ish. And it depends every week, but that's what I try to do. And I take yeah. Wednesdays off to do admin work. I get so tired. Even when I feel a lot of energy during the day and I'm engaged in my sessions and the conversations are going well, it's not like anything really exhausting happened. I'm just tired at the end of the day. So the energy I feel in the morning and all the hype I give myself and the unrealistic expectation I create around what all I'm going to get done that day, that can be really disappointing at the end of the day and the end of the week when I don't have all those things done. And that's one of the reasons why I give myself Wednesdays off. I try to do half self-care, half productive time with work. Sometimes I do more work or do more self-care, but I try to structure things throughout the week. Like Mondays, we do the podcast, I see my clients, and then I have to write at least one blog post. And then Tuesday is my long day. So I give myself that day to just do that. 
And on top of that, I make sure I do my notes the same day all the time. I'm not perfect about it, but I know if I get behind even one day, I immediately feel overwhelmed. And notes can take a while to really do them right. It can take a while. And then I have like a Excel sheet where I track everything. So like the date I saw the client, if the claim has been paid or not, the copay they pay, where I'm at with treatment plan reviews, all that kind of stuff. So mm. as I'm doing notes, I'm also tracking in that Excel sheet. Um, so by the end of the day, I have written so many notes, worked in the Excel sheet, saw clients, did whatever admin task I have to do for myself that day, and then try to work on the to-do list. Like you said, there's always something like renewing a license, renewing your membership for NASW, renewing your liability insurance. There, like, There's always these things we have to keep up with. Yeah. And then also tracking claims. Um, if I get behind in that, that can be problematic because I need to make sure I'm getting paid by the insurance. And if not, then I need to make sure the client is paying me if it's like a high deductible or something. So I never want to get in a situation where I'm behind on that because maybe I owe someone money or maybe someone owes me money and it's built up over time. I have to keep up with that. So and yeah. th that has honestly been what has kept me from getting credentialed on my own with insurance because I'm afraid of money. Yeah. And so I having those money conversations, I've done self-pay before and those money conversations are so uncomfortable for me. Um, so, you know, I have thought about, okay, after I get credentialed with these insurance companies, I think I'm going to outsource billing. Yeah. So I think I'm going to do credentialing and billing. And I think that would be a worthwhile expense because they usually are what, like 20 cents a claim or something, not very expensive. Um, and from what I understand, they track a lot of that stuff and they follow up on your claims. Yeah. And that part to me would be just so worth it. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to see how that goes. I would love to get to that point too. Um, I feel like right now I'm pushing it, having HR and a lawyer and accountant and, you know, a coach and doing some other things to outsource giving myself structure Mm -hmm. And, you know, taking care of liability things. But I know as I start hiring people and more th more and more things are happening and my schedule gets more and more full, I will have to outsource those things. What are some things that kind of help you when it comes to lack mindset? And, you know, like you said, you were anxious all the way up until you the point you finally made the decision to hire someone. What helped you through that inner dialogue? I think I reached a point of frustration with myself because so many things had stacked up. It was, you know, the same conversation I have with clients of you need help, right? How do you ask for help? And yeah. I don't have 
anybody in my immediate circle necessarily who can help me with some of these business things. And so I needed to ask for help. And that's, that's where I got with myself of just that internal conversation. You know, it's, it's okay to let people help you. It is okay to not be able to be everything all the time. It's okay to know your own limits. And once I finally realized, no, I've reached a limit because something I struggle with is these are all things I would have been able to do easily if I didn't have children, Mm -hmm. if I was single, right? Like, and the friends that I have that don't have children and are single or have started their practices before they had kids or when they were single, all did it on their own. And I'm like, well, if they can do it, I can do it. But not accounting for the fact that, okay, well, when I get done with a client at 530, I then have to turn around and go make dinner or I have to rush out and go pick up my kids from daycare because daycare closes at six. You know, it's like, constant. It's this constant turnaround where I'm just switching from one thing to the next to the next. I don't even have the space to be able to think about what I didn't get done until it has piled up so high that I'm overwhelmed and stressed out. And so I think for me, it's necessity, you know, that I, you know, I tell myself, I have this mantra. If you say yes to say, no, let me try that again. If you say (laughs) yes to something, you're saying no to something else. Um, and reminding myself that if I'm saying yes to, I'm going to do these things, well, then that means that I'm saying no to time with my kids. I'm saying no to any downtime with my husband at night and really just resetting my priorities around, okay, is it really worth me working on a Saturday and getting irritated with my kids because they need me? And I'm trying to focus on something I'm getting done and it's not worth it for me. So I think I have a much easier time prioritizing others over myself. And so when I can frame it in that way, it's recognizing if I do this and I try and invest this time myself, I'm taking away time from, from the people that I care about. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good point. I also when I look at my bank statements and the money that's coming in, I can see that money returns. I spend money on something, I'm worried about it for a second, and then a week later, that money is back in my bank account. And reminding myself that money comes and goes, it's not this thing that I have to grab onto and be like a leech clinging on to it and being afraid of the future with it, I can trust that it's going to continue to come in and outsourcing is a way for me to kind of trust that process and build a better relationship with money Mm -hmm. and also a better relationship with myself and my time and honoring other things I want to do in life. You know, it it can be so easy for me to get hyper-focused on work and spend so much time in my office, even though I work from home. It's, you know, I'm in my office. It's not like I'm out with everybody in the living room. So giving myself that time, trusting that money will flow and come back has been really helpful for me in creating a better balance and Once I took the leap and outsourced and 
you know, hired my first person to do something for me, I realized it wasn't that scary. And, and so the more I do it, it gets a little less scary. I guess what I would recommend to listeners is just to take time to connect with what gives you energy and what feels like it's sucking energy and what can you outsource reasonably and not to suggest that everything you do is going to give you energy and you should only do the things that give you energy. But maybe if there's something that's stressing you out a lot, you know, that thing is absorbing your time and your energy, just thinking about it. Maybe that could be an area of work you could outsource and give yourself that time and the ability to feel less stressed about it. Yeah. Yeah. I would add that thinking about the actual cost. So $125 to pay somebody to do my credentialing. Yeah. It may take them five minutes, but it'd probably take me two or three hours. Yeah. And that's what one client. Yeah. And so I could make that money by seeing one client versus saving that money and investing three hours of my time. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that helps me when I structure it that way. It's like, is this really worth it? That's what I did with, um, because with my Medicaid credentialing as a business, that one was more expensive because it's multi-tiered. And so that was like $300, $350. And so that one was a really hard one for me to invest in. But then recognizing, okay, for me, that would be an additional eight to 10 hours of work. That's cheap. $350 is a lot less than what it's going to cost me in my time. Yeah. Um, So sometimes that can help me as well. You know, websites, I'm not skilled in tech. And so, yeah, you got to take the time to learn how to do it before you do it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, And then all of the stuff that goes into it, right? Writing doesn't come easily to me. Putting myself out there in that way is really hard. And so then I overthink and, it's, yeah. it's a mess. And so sometimes it's just easier to let somebody else do it. So I can at least have the framework started and then add in the pieces that I want to add. But yeah, yeah, it's a challenge. It is. So yeah, I guess try outsourcing, see how it goes for you. If you're able to check your lack mindset and how that could be impacting your ability to outsource and trust that outsourcing allows you to grow and expand. Mm-hmm. But then just also stay in touch with your emotional experience through that process and just try to stay aligned with what feels best for you, despite all the inner dialogue and the doubt and all that kind of fun stuff. (laughs) Yes. And, you know, I would say to budget for it. Yeah. You know, thinking about, okay, how much is this going to cost? Realistically, you could probably outsource the majority of these things. And I mean, when you're starting out, you don't need a $6,000 website by the best web designer, right? Yeah. (laughs) And so maybe saving up a thousand bucks and that will get you credentialed with a few insurance companies. It will get you, you know, a basic website put together so that you can add some things, but you're not having to invest all of that time, you know, just a little bit of money. Yeah. Cause in the grand scheme of things, a thousand dollars, it's a lot when you're starting out and you don't have money, but in the scheme of things, it's not that much money. Yeah. And so being able to really think about, okay, 
how do I want to set myself up? Am I working myself out of my full-time job? Do I want to just save that money to start? I think that can be really helpful too, because if you can hit the ground running, you, you have the opportunity to make more money faster. Yeah, absolutely. Any other thoughts on that? That's it. All right. Thank you all for joining in and listening to Practice Pursuit for Therapists. Please like, subscribe, and share if you love this episode. We appreciate you all and see you next time.